Hey, this is Eddie Dacius. We're here with another episode. We have a wonderful guest. Um, she's the first an aspiring entrepreneur. She's alum from Boston Public School. And I think she has a lot to say about herself. So instead of me talking, let's have in Christina with us today. Christina, how are you today? I am good. I am blessed. I am happy and just really fortunate to be um, in conversations with you uh, to talk to me about myself. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, that is a bit about me. So I am a first generation Haitian American community organizer from Boston. Oh, wow. um, I am an aspiring entrepreneur, like you said. So I'm thinking about going to become an entrepreneur and just stepping out on faith. Um, and I am an alum of Boston Public Schools, mm-hmm. uh, all the way from elementary, all the way to <laughs> high school. Wow. So I'm really, really proud of that. And um, my background ranges from education, youth development, now community engagement, um, and healthcare, and all that aspects. But um, behind like those big titles, I am. A daughter, a sister, um, an auntie, uh, and just a very, a friend, um, and like a solid support to other people. Um, And I like to explore life through different creative meanings, um, through different mediums I met. Uh, Just love to to explore life and what life has to offer. But I think in terms of this podcast about purpose, really trying to see what is my purpose on this earth? Why am I here? What are the gifts that God gave me that I, am I utilizing it or am I not utilizing it? You know what you just did? (laughs) You went so deep. So definitely what I'm expecting but uh, one thing I, I like to do is to definitely give our audience a glimpse of our special guest, but also get us to start this podcast with our intro. And we'll be back with Christina. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. with Eddie Dacius with a new episode. Um, we have a wonderful guest. Um, like she started to tell us about herself. So Christina, so if you had to describe yourself in like a few sentences, what would you tell me today in my in our audience? I will say that Christina is a young woman despite what life has thrown at her is taking her reins back um, not only to reclaim my crown um, but to also understand why am I on this earth Mm. uh, but to also 
a person who has a big heart, who loves to love, who loves to live and laugh. Uh, and despite the challenges, like I said, that life has thrown, um, which I will get into deeper, I am still holding my head up. I am still hopeful. I am still, um, I am still in the presence of coming into my being um, mm. and accepting myself um, because I'll get into more, but I am very critical, but also used to think of myself as not worthy. Um, and now I'm just stepping into a space where I know that not only I am worthy, but I am also aligning my worth with my actions and things that I do. Um, and so that is a bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> so, you know what we like to say? We like to say embrace your calling in this um, podcast because there's a process to get to that phase where you say, oh, you've been fighting all like all your life. And then you realize everything you do doesn't work. Like, And then you say, oh, let me g just go with the flow. This is who I am. And then things started to to be like better. So can you take us to that journey? When did you realize, oh, this is me? All right, let me go with it. I can I be okay, I have to be very honest, not I can't be. Um, but <laughs> I am I feel like I'm very early on into that process. And okay. I know many people are like, oh, I know this is my purpose, this was my like calling. For me, it's I've always known, but now it's the time I'm starting to step into it and accept it. Um, but I think very young, um, I struggle with body image. I struggle with mental health. I struggle with accepting myself yeah. um, that I'm beautiful or that like I am worthy. And so that I think it's not until this year. Um, and so I think this is the time that I've been I think it's early last year and this year I've been going through a lot of transitions. Okay. Moods with relationship, with friendship, with just different aspects. I'm really analyzing my being as to is this Christina? Like, where do I want to go? And if I really want to go to this place, what are the things that are not aligning? Mm. Um, and it really has been a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a I have cried a lot of nights. I have felt lonely. I have felt like nobody is here for me, but I think God has a way of having the support system that I do have now and through yeah. like my deepest, darkest moments of them really sustaining me. I'm just like, thank you God for having certain people in my life and sending certain people in my life. He has a funny way of sending certain people in my life, not only for me to learn a lesson, but for them to add value to my life. So I'll stop right there. So let's talk about, um, can you share like, like I don't want to say a number, but the most challenging event in your life. How hmm. did they challenge you? Yeah. Um, I would say I've, oh my God. So I think it's just different, uh, many different things. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to 
try to make sure that I capture it all, but not say too much because I'm also like kind of private okay. and also going through certain things in uh, healing through that. Um, okay. So I would say definitely moving to America. Um, I was actually born here in New Jersey, and then yeah. I met my mom sent me to Haiti okay. for eight years um, to live with like my aunts, my um, yeah, my aunt and my family in Haiti. Okay, uh, and so there, there was like my foundation into my love for like my culture, like my faith, and like going to church, um, which is another thing, um, and just really knowing like okay like why did that happen because i was supposed to you know i was born mm-hmm. here i was supposed to I live all of a sudden i got shit kind yeah. of sort of that's what like my some of my family members will say like to haiti mm-hmm. but then that was my foundation to wow. really uh who i am and my creole is not the best right now but I'm Haitian, something, something. like <laughs> not going, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, and I think coming I like to America, that too. <laughs> yeah, and I think coming to America, I was just like, wow, it's a culture shock. Um, going to school, I was just being called the African booty scratcher or different <laughs> names and being bullied. And I was just like, wow. There was one instance where I cried and I was just like, why is this happening to me? Um, and through other stuff that were happening at home, um, very difficult stuff that a young woman shouldn't go through, especially um, being like having her body kind of being violated. Um, and so for me, it was, I found refuge um, in poetry. I found refuge mm. in um in church and nobody really knew what was going on um and i just told myself that if i have a voice i'm going to use that to the best of my ability um and just write down my thoughts and that's how i kind of started with poetry with writing and expressing myself and um through that i also another like biggest challenge is i lost my dad Mm. Uh, when I was really young and my whole thing was when I'm 18 or um, when I'm older I will be able to talk with him Um, and I am daddy's little girl like he made it known and for me losing that father figure in my life really have created an impact in terms of later trying to seek attention from things that were not of that and that seem that yes. uh, it was love but it was not and i'm starting to know that it, that is not and for me losing my dad also made me realize that life is short you have to take advantage of every day and making sure that life is not guaranteed wow. within a right. that you could right. turn and i think it made me very grew up very fast i don't think i really had a childhood um, just because it was one thing after another, after another, after another, that I'm just like, I'm just trying to survive. Um, and definitely my relationship with my mother, um, it's something that's um, really gotten to the point where um, I had to step away or I have stepped away from living in the same um, environment because that environment was not conducive to my mental health or to okay. I really wanted to be um, or who I want to be later on. And I think 
And all that aspect of me trying to, with everything that life is throwing at me, that I'm just like, okay, what's next? What can I, and I am realizing that I'm in control of my own life. Okay. And I can't really blame other people. And I think I was so, for so many years, I was like, I'm blaming, I'm blaming, I'm blaming. Like, yeah. This is who I am. This is, and then now I'm in a space, I'm like, okay, this is not who I am for now but what can i change what can i control um who do i allow in my space who do i not give energy to um and who how can i speak my truth um being respectful at the same time but standing on my ground saying like you know what this is not conducive to me in my stuff in my own health and i think it's not i think i know now that i only have myself until the end and I stress that to myself, keep choosing you, even though when it seems hard, yeah. keep choosing you. Um, and so that is where I am with all these challenges. It still is are things that I'm dealing with, going through therapy, going through like trying to find healthy ways and healthy boundaries to um to really become like and say this is the woman that i've always dreamed of and that the little girl inside of me always dreamed of so so uh and thank you for sharing this was very very deep and we appreciate it so let me go to this if you allow me you said that you feel like you didn't have a childhood but if you're looking back can you take any favorite memory if you have um yes okay that would be great so my childhood growing up in haiti like you cannot be that (laughs) um and anyway you know a lot of guests i had they talking about the childhood is related to haiti too so go go ahead there's nothing like it and now i'm like you know what when i do have children maybe i'll send them a summer or two in haiti just to explore because there's nothing like being in haiti i think um those are my favorite and thinking about like summer um drinking like coconut water um, oh. my mom <laughs> he's from like the latiboni my dad is from like Kabale, and so okay. kind of like the countryside so like going to the countryside and away from the city um seeing past cousins and another thing is i have like a big family and they'll be like oh this is your cousin i'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> that's that's good to know but definitely do you ever <laughs> feel like the whole country is your cousin <laughs> like that's yes. yes and it's like okay and you know like there's this meme that goes where when you enter into like a haitian um event you have to well in the past i don't know about covid now you have to say hi or everybody now i'm just like hi that's it but i feel like and i think it speaks to to the our culture though like we are very proud people but we're also welcoming as well very um like we're very welcoming and very um want to welcome everybody and that's the way that we are um and so i would say definitely my childhood in haiti if i had to pick a favorite like one memory that stood out i i think all of them just now clustered into my mind 
Um, and it's unless I go back and I'm like, oh, I remember doing this as a child. Um, but probably it will be because my late granddad, he loved coffee. Mm. Yo, coffee, morning coffee. No, morning coffee. Yes. yes and wow. he, I'm now, now not a coffee drinker, more of a tea drinker. Okay. But when I do have Haitian coffee, I will dip it, the bread in it. Bread in it. Do you put milk in it? No, actually, oh. I used to put milk, but now I'm just like, I like it black. You, you like know, you know what's funny? This is a culture folk for me because in Haiti we put a lot of sugar in, in the coffee, right? But here yeah. people drink it black. Now nah, you know, but uh, but I, I kind of relate to what you're saying because did you ever drink um, Akasa? Yes, I love. I could talk about food any day, and that's the thing. <laughs> Akasa, I re- there was. Um, the neighborhood that I lived in, there was this lady. I think she sold the best akasa. And through through this day, I still haven't yeah. had like really good akasa. Over here, they're like, oh, akasa. I'm like, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. You're right. You're um, right. You're right. You're definitely right. Because I still compare it. I only had one. But the guy was, I went to Florida. But the guy is from New York. And then we okay. went to a wedding. And okay. He- to sell and his was very good i'm not gonna lie compared to to the one i, I i've been trying to compare like trying to taste but anyways but here's kind of make make the list definitely okay. so let's go to this what's your what is your most um which of your accomplishment you are the the proudest um i will divide it into um work and then personally for work um currently i um in my supervisor we launch um in a part of the team the community engagement team okay. launch a website um that is dedicated to black patient can black cancer patient loved ones Wow. Um, to share the story um, into their um, diagnosis and how did they feel. And I came kind of early into the project. I was hired early into the project, but to see the magnitude of the project and where it's going to take because of um, more things, more relationships that we're building, especially with local um, organization, that is one of my proudest um, moments currently. Um, because we know that when you're building something from the ground up, people don't yeah. really see the amount of hours or the amount of dedication. Um, and even for my- mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying the oh, commitment behind it. Yes, the commitment behind it. And it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of late nights and early mornings. And even then, um, in going to work, my new my role now... I wasn't the best writer. I was not the most confident. I'm still working on my confidence, but it got into the point where my supervisor was like, you can't, you need help with your writing. Um, I think I'm a great writer, um, but there I had that imposter syndrome. Um, and wow. it's like, Christina, just push yourself. Like, you know what you're saying. Just have your personality shown through email um, and just being authentic. 
that will get you into a lot of place and the people will recognize you right off the bat if you're being fake or if you're not authentically yourself and i think from that point on it kind of shifts in the way the project mm -hmm. was going because I was able to connect more and put myself out there more. Um, and although we were getting rejections right in there, um, I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, the name is Ant Black Voices. I could okay. put that information down there. Yeah, that was um, Yeah, that's for work. Personally, I would say how um, I, re I redid, um, I'm very creative. Um, and being able to create my own oasis to what it is now. Okay. Um, I really am proud of myself because I never used to hold a drill before, but now I'm like, okay, let me get this done. Or I'll look on Pinterest to see what can I do to just reshape certain things. And yeah. I think that also speaks to the fact of who I am outside of work or in work. I'm always looking ways to make things better creatively um, and to be in a space where it just exudes love, like positivity and light. So um, I will say those two things. Really so let, let's switch on, on your professional side. Yes. So what was your dream job in <laughs> high school? and college and now if, if they are the same great but i feel like people kind of change to different aspiration yes because what was your dream job in high school college so, yeah. um before high school um i used to tell my cousin when i grew up i wanted to be like a pastor or chef or something <laughs> that's not happening uh but in high school later i'm like i think i want to be a teacher um okay. and um somewhere around the line of africana studies because yeah. i wrote my high school essay on the stigma i have with me having thin hair okay uh, and how like my family they had they care and how I kind of felt different, but um, how that ties into my passion for Afro-Caribbean history and all of that it's been. Um, and so I think in my high school, when I wrote my high school, um, my college essay, I wanted to do something around Africana studies, um, a teacher, something around education. Um, college happened. And I got involved with the Black Student Union on campus. And there, um, coming from Boston Public Schools, which was predominantly Black brown students, to yeah. now a predominantly white institution, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this um, And I, for me, I was just like, I need to find a space where not only I can be myself, but be people around me and create events. Okay. Um, and I started there as a secretary and worked my way up to the president and revitalized the club. Um, but then it was a lot that went behind the scene, so much so that it took a toll on my mental health and I didn't really talk about it. And it's not until later I realized I'm like, oh, this is this needs to be talked about because a lot of other like past colleagues of mine's yeah. um, students we're going through the same thing and it's, it was a consistent theme. Um, and so much so after I graduated, I think in 2020, not I think, in 2020, I kind of shared publicly as to what some of the things that were going on um, that I was not happy with. Um, but with 
to cut it short through all that through that experience i realized that social justice and equity there are some that say that they're about it and there are some that are not and it's very important that um if i'm calling you an ally or if you want to truly change the way that um there's inequities in this world there has to be power relinquished to certain um, people and there has to be um, reconciliation but also recognizing as to what you're doing is sometimes it's not empowering people but it's actually continuing the systematic of oppression and equity and so with all that happened I was like I want to become a director for diversity (laughs) inclusion that was my thing and I um when I graduated, I had like a goal, a three, five, 10 year plan. And that was one of the roles. Okay. Um, and another role was, another goal was for me to earn my master's and do these things, which I did within those a lot of time. But that changed. Um, my, I don't think I want to be a diversity advocate so much so because how I'm living and what I'm living, I don't need to really be an advocate. I am already that and show that through examples by doing good to others and making sure that um, I speak power. And if there's something wrong, to yeah. say, um, I think we need to change that. Um, I think a lot of people don't like being called out on certain in accountability, yeah. but there is a way of, and I think right now it, I'm, I'm framing it is calling in and saying, okay, maybe they have a different perspective than I am and people, and I don't get myself really wild up into the way of expensing my mental health or my capacity to the point where I'm not functioning. Um, and I, and very particular in the ways that I show up in real life for others and real um, for equity. And so right now, I think I am doing some what in the aspects of what I've always wanted to do. It kind of community engagement ties education, yep. it ties healthcare, it ties everything well together. And I think the thing that really makes me like get up in the morning and say you know what i'm going to do this is turning an idea into something that people can see and see Um, and i think it was my second year i was in americorps oh so what happened was after college i have a mentor her name is stephanie and it's not Mm -hmm. even my anymore she's my big sister and i'm claiming it um although we are not blood related but through the things that we went through in life together she saw something in me she met me in high school and she was doing the americorps program and we started bonding because i'm haitian american she's haitian american she knows what's going on um she showed up to my baptism when i was um baptizing she's that type of like support system okay Um, and when it came to it she's like christina what are you doing with your life um you're just working i was just working after college um and she's like you need to like really get it together just like come on and so what happened was she had a conversation with me she's like why don't you apply or become an americorps member and there you will find what you do like you find your skills you you insert back your community i was like okay and i went back it was 
really good that I did because I got to serve back in my high school that I went to, um, but also got connected into Freedom House, um, a nonprofit organization at um, in Boston that is dedicated to youth support um, and social justice. Um, and I say that to say because it was in my second year um, that I really tapped into kind of say like my purpose and my skills because mm. um, before I became officially became the um, their um, fellow, okay. I went into a viewing where they had like four documentaries um, talking about mental health, um, for uh, immigration, um, education, and another um, in violence, safety and violence, I think. And I and it those document documentaries was put um, and edited and shot by the youth and i was like wow this is really impressive and i thought to myself what is there anything that i could do to turn that around and so when it came time to it i turned those documentaries into topics where for the martin luther king day of service where everyone um have like different conferences um different breakout sessions where they talked about those issues what is going on in the community and what can we as a community um talk about that but also be about what we say are about um and so it really tapped into my love for event planning turning ideas into Mm. actualizing them um and another thing that happened was i saw um, I created like a professional networking woman event um, okay. here because I saw a lot of theme with young women about self-esteem, like body and similar issues that I went through when I was younger. And I was just like, there is a lot of women that worked at Freedom House that, hmm. that are very, that women, young women can look up to, but connect to. And I was just like, let me, let me talk to my supervisor and there another mentor of mine, Ms. Charmaine author, uh, who's currently the CEO. Um, and, uh, she was just like, okay, let's do that. And so I say all this to say through everything that happened, I'm very blessed to see and privileged in a way to have my ideas turn into something um, impacts and create impacts for others. And even if it touched one person, that is okay with me. Um, and so that's where I am. I don't know where that is going to take me. Um, eventually I've always said I wanted to earn my PhD, but we'll see how that goes. The student loans is yeah. yeah, it's piling. It's piling up, but I just hope and pray that if there's there is a will, if there's a will, there's a way. So we'll see how that goes. No, 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 definitely. And thank you for going deeper in, in into your um accomplishment and then what because what I like you what I appreciate you said was that your vision turn into action that's definitely a great thing because that's like uh impacting people and then helping with change so let's go with uh, mental health because this is a great like a very important subject so uh, when what's what was the moment when you realized okay i need help what's (laughs) the the reason i ask is because your experience might help somebody identify where they are too it's like i said it's okay if you yeah. like okay. said, all right 
Um, I think I started very young. Um, I, did. I didn't know what it was. And typically, um, in some Haitian household, it's taboo to talk about. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Even in church, too. Even in church. And I remember there was one time, I think, in my testimony at church, I talked about depression. I thought it was just something that I could just be done, pray about it. That's it. No. Um, I think through series and series, and especially in college, I had um, an interaction with someone. And I was like, well, this is not normal. Um, and I went to the mental health office, but didn't feel comfortable because I was just like, well, this is not, I didn't expect it to be like that. And I never went back. So I was just like, um, it is what it is. Um, I think in 2017, I graduated in 2017. So after I graduated, um, I was in a relationship with someone and then after I got at that relationship, I experienced a lot of like hurt. I was crying. I didn't know what to do. Um, and I didn't know, I don't remember the exact moment where I was like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to a therapist and talk um, to them. I went to a therapist, explained, kind of delve a little bit into like what happened like from my life all the way till now. But I wasn't really about the work. Okay. Um, and so much so that she was just like, I think you probably might need to get another therapist. <sighs> and um, and I was just like, okay, well, thank you. Um, and then I went to another um, therapist, which I have now, um, and was just shopping around. And it's not until I've been with her for like two, three, two, three years. Okay. It's not until really now that I've really started open up to her because I'm like there's so much there's so much to unpack there's so much to unlearn uh, but what I'm realizing now is like oh okay I have to hold myself accountable and sometimes like I said oh I'm gonna put the blame on this person but now I'm just like okay Christina you you can be toxic sometimes you yeah. can be a better friend or you can be a better person sometimes and you didn't have to do that um, and so with that being said, and I think it's funny because somebody recommended me when I was younger to possibly go to therapy. I was just like, mm, what's that? I don't need it. Uh, but I think reshaping and I'm really happy to see how therapy is um, being something that is starting to be talked about, but is starting to become the norm and seeing like, you know what? We went through so much. Um, that we need to unpack that. And so if anyone is listening to me, especially young women, um, it's never too late. It's never too late. Wow. Everything that is happening, uh, make a call. If you don't know, like there are resources out there um, to know and talk to like, and if you can't talk to anyone, um, I... For me, it came to the point where I think what really did it was I didn't want to become the person that I did not want to. I didn't want to become when, and I think what it was, was I looked at myself, I said, I want, I don't want my children or I don't want people around me when I get to a certain age to not be around me okay. or not say, well, she's difficult. That's just her. Let's not. And I... For me, it was really important that 
I do this for myself because okay. the little girl inside of me always wants to be not only a good energy, but also to be real and to be there for that. And I, like I used to tell my, or my sister were saying like, we want to break generational curse. And I know sometimes that's like a very loaded word, but when you think about it, it's what, what who you becoming, who you are is what, is what people have shaped you. And so it's really good to be calm, to have an inflection point to say, you know what, I'm going to try to do a different way. Um, and so that is what I think did it for me. I don't want to grow old and just said I should have done or I could have been better. I just want to be better. Um, and it's going to be a lot of work and I just want to have a good life. No, that's I, want, <laughs> I want to have a good life and I want and I, I think that's a good mindset because this is already some positive um what can i say seed you're putting in your life and in your future because you want good things to happen to you and that's what will come too so that's what what was uh, one of one piece of advice you will give to someone who's just starting their career um advice i have many but i will say find the thing that makes you you even outside of work mm. um and it's very easy and i've always was someone that knew i didn't funny enough i didn't like science i didn't like math um okay really when I was growing up and I knew I didn't really want to be in the healthcare, but I knew I wanted to do like social work and I wanted to do that aspect, um, which kind of ties into um, kind of what I wanted to do. So know what you don't want, mm -hmm. I would say. Know what you don't want because when you don't want something, it's going to be so much harder to keep. Wow. Um, and I guess that would be my advice. Know what you don't want and what you wow. don't want to do because that will steer you kind of in the right direction um and for me i've always had little goals or say like you know what i want to talk to this person i want to talk to that person um but early on i knew i didn't want to become a nurse because i know <laughs> that's the thing that most Asian, yeah. yes want to be a nurse or engineering and yeah. i told myself I think I remember I told myself, um, told my mom early on, I'm like, if everybody is a doctor, everybody's an engineer and a nurse, what like what is left for That's the other people to be fulfilled? And I think that kind of and I actually told my late aunt um, who raised me that this is kind of what I want to do and I'm going to go for it. And yeah, so my advice is know what you don't want and yes passion is great mm. but also develop your skills um and it's okay to say that you don't know something not everybody knows but find a mentor too that um could help you support you and guide you um along the way you will need people you can't do anything in life without people so those will be my advice find out wow. what you don't want find a mentor 
that's that's great great thank you christina we appreciate it we're gonna have a break now so we have divine perfect podcast with eddie dashes and our special guest christina so we'll be back after this break what comes before making a smart decision choices a smart choice is the best option which is who we are that's why our clients expect more from us and in return get more in everything we do we understand the problem that's why we thrive for excellence we don't just create a winning culture we aspire to be a smart choice a voice for solutions we believe in integrity professionalism and teamwork our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder smarter and faster as a team we always deliver because we recognize your needs choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves that makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Hey, we're back with Eddie Dasius with Divine Puppet Podcast. We have a special guest, Christina, is here today. She's talking about a career passion. And we have her for a few more minutes, but we're going to go deeper on um, Hot Topic. So Hot Topic, this is a segment where we have fun. It's a fun segment where we go into deep conversation and we'll have Christina answer some questions for us today. We said we back with um, hot topics. So hot topic for you, Christina. So you just mentioned that there is the. Did you call it generational curse or? Yes. Um. Yeah. Generational curse. <laughs> How do you break it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have an answer. And I think um, it really starts with really digging deep into some ugly things that you yourself do or certain like family members um therapy i am not a licensed therapist so i don't know how to really answer that but from my own experience is really being honest with yourself really being honest where do you want to go where do you see yourself what are certain um behavioral patterns that you're seeing that um it needs to be addressed um, and also stepping away um, from things that not no longer serve you, but you're also are not serving um, yeah. that person or that like environment. And so I think it just all starts with honesty because um, not everybody is perfect, mm. yeah. perfect right? Um, but there are certain things when you confront and when you face head on. Yeah you can make it more like easier you can make it more and for me like i said i do not want some of the traumas and events that i went through to pass on um to my children and i know that it's going to take a lot of um take a lot of work still going to, and i still fail sometimes i'm not gonna lie i'm still human but it's been more intentional now. It's been more having more awareness and seeing like, oh, okay. 
Um, and I know they talk a lot of like my therapist and I would talk about a lot about boundaries and what does that look like and how um, how do you and I'm still working through it. So yeah. to, if I could be an echo is I am a progress of that. Okay. I have not arrived. I don't think no one will arrive to where they are. Um, but if they get one inch closer, I know every day is I have another chance um, to be better. Um, and if, cause, because I'm like, if I know better, I should do better. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Well, well said, well said. But now, how can you identify in terms of, okay, can you know somebody has it, has it in terms of their family? Like with current event that's happening, is that a pattern? Is there a pattern you can identify? Uh, yes. For me specifically, yes, there are certain patterns I'm, I recognize. And sometimes I, cause I'm a firecracker sometimes. Okay. Um, there are certain things I would say and how I would say it will rub, rub people the wrong way. Yeah. And for me, I am, I, I feel like I am kind. I hope people think I'm kind. But there are certain, I felt like there were certain needs when I was younger that was not met. And so that okay. I expressed that through anger or through something yeah. like, and then now I'm just like, let me say what I mean or in a way that hopefully is respectful um, because I'm still am learning through that, but still in a way where I am standing and not tilting myself or changing myself for someone. Um, and so if I could be very honest, I'm not perfect. Um, people, I'll have many, um, I have many failed, um, like relationships and friendships yeah. and people that were not aligning. And for me right now, I'm like, okay, what is, what is an alignment for me? And I'm realizing what is an alignment for me will still love me through my worst will still love me despite in spite of okay. and so for me it's really about making sure that i am true to myself um and it's also i don't energy you can feel energy mm. um if something don't feel right within my gut or my feeling i'll sit on it and i'm starting to learn more to just you know what Cause I used to share a lot on like my Snapchat, social media. Now I'm just like, let me, let me back up a little bit, not share too much. And now I'm learning the art of just standing still okay, uh, and not, and just sharing what I need to share, but not overshare. Um, mm. yeah. Wow. That was great. That was great. I, I think you, you did good. You did good in hot topic. Most people um, kind of, avoided but usually they they very kind in term, you know, in their response and sharing and give advice to other people so my question will go this way where i say okay we understand that we haitian mm -hmm. we don't like help i don't know if you acknowledge it we don't like help and we don't like to collaborate what needs to be done <laughs> 
I can't speak for all Haitian people, but I know, um, like within our emblem in our ways, like linear fell off us, right? Yes. And so we're kind of contradictory in certain aspects. Um, saying like linear fell off us, but when you see some of the things that are going and still going in Haiti or even amongst Haitians that are living abroad. Yeah. Um, unity is not really our strongest forte. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to get done. That doesn't mean that we're still are not striving um, for like a more perfect. Um, I would say that <sighs> I don't know how to put it into words, but I definitely know we're humans. And sometimes humans will say something and do another. And I think it's, I don't want to necessarily put it up to the youth or like the young Haitian Americans to, I think there needs to be a way for intergenerational, not even conversation, but um, I think it's also because of that sacred mindset. Um, if this person have it, then nobody else can have it or, um, that aspect and we need to change that way we need to change that thinking and I think it always start with self you know you're right you're right it will always start with yourself how you treat others what you do to others and then eventually it will go down but not to say not even specifically Haiti every country has it's, it's bad and yeah it's, yeah yeah, and they're, yeah, it, they're, they're, yeah you're right and I think Haiti is the one that like people like to put negative like image out there but i also think as haitian americans um it's really sad to see how sometimes um the country is not developed the way that we hope oh, you know? yes. we all in my hope was always like you know what he's gonna come back and i literally was having a conversation with um steph the other day and she was just like with all that's going on i hope she's okay with me saying that I think this is the first time that she has lost hope. Um, in the way it's, not, it's not only her. I think a lot of Haitians feel this way. Where, but I, I, I think, and I will take back what I said in terms of we, we kind of hypocrite. But what? when they said when they said linear force, and I'm going back, this kind of spun in my mind where this was what got us to be independent mm. so the question for you now is like is it we're not feeling the urgency to be union un, to have the unity that's why because mm. this happened when we had to fight for our freedom yeah and then now everybody feel free but do you think this can be the same where we really embody the union for our force because we have we are in the same page yeah i think it's very i like how you put it because when we were fighting for like one um goal which was to liberate yes. um we were united and i think it really has to come down is what do we want um Haiti to become and I think it's that I think when you have one goal to attain yeah. you'll get there faster um and so it that is something that I'm when you mention it I'm like wow this probably 
this is open in my mind so i don't want to speak on it um too much too much yeah yeah because i know certain people will be like who, who are you like talking about Haiti? Like, no, don't, don't worry about it. Like, no, is, <laughs> we have their own opinion, and okay. we appreciate you. And definitely, we had a great time with you, Christina. So, I have a mentor. Her name is Dr. Solange's Vivens. Um, and this is one of her books that I will recommend, which is A Girl Can Move Mountain. And she mm. tells about her story from coming from Haiti all the way to now where she uh, ran a like healthcare operation successfully um, it was a businesswoman and a connector um, and in being a friend and a mentor of her she says it's not how you begin it's never about the beginning but it's how like you're gonna like finish it's all about the end and so with all that being said I hope through my story despite all and that's something I'm also learning too that despite all that it happened yeah. I still am. There's still a chance. I'm still worthy. There's still a way for me to to become like the Christina that I said that I want to be in a force to be reckoned with. Um, and like I said, I do have. I'm an aspiring entrepreneur. Mm. We need to get you back. All right. So make yeah. sure we we get you back soon. <laughs> Yes, you will definitely hear more about that, but it will definitely ties into my passion for my culture, food, um, and just bringing people together. So be on the lookout for that. And again, I appreciate the opportunity um, for any young ladies. Um, if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn, Christina Racy. Um, and for any young ladies, choose yourself choose yourself always and never give up resilience is sometime can be it's you just have to work through it yeah and that will be my everything that i said wow no. thank you christina this is eddie dasis with divine purple podcast we have christina seri today she she really did a great job talking about her passion and her upbringing and we definitely want would like to have her back soon and definitely we had a great time and we appreciate it thank you christina thank you and we'll definitely be telling my friends as well definitely thank you thank you appreciate